Welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host and creator behind Shared Teaching. My name is Susan, and you are listening to episode number 21, where we're going to talk all about decluttering our classrooms. So if you are in the United States, we finally, finally have reached the end of the school year. 2020-2021 has been the toughest school year I think I've ever had in my teaching career. There's been many, many tears, frustration, changes, so many changes, more than I think I've seen in the cumulative of my career. But anyway, we're finally nearing the end, and nearing the end usually means it's time to start thinking about going through and decluttering our classroom. So usually, not everyone, but most of us have to kind of break down our classrooms and put away our supplies at the end of the school year. This means shoving random things into closets and putting things into shelving units and taking things off the walls and putting them basically in any crevice you can find to make room for the carpet cleaning and possible painting of the walls and all that fun stuff that usually happens during summers. So while we're doing all those things, it's kind of helpful to kind of look through our things and decide what we want to keep, what we want to give away. Now, I'm not really like Marie Kondo here. So I will say, though, if it does give you joy, you might want to hold on to it. And if you use it a lot, you also want to hold on to it. But I have noticed in the years of my teaching that I especially tend to accumulate a lot of things. And I've seen this with a lot of teachers, especially when they reach that golden age of retirement. And then all of a sudden they look in their classroom and they're giving away piles and piles of things. And I really have to wonder, do they really use all those things that they're now giving away? Like, have they used them in the past? Were they very helpful to them? Or did they just sit in that cabinet gathering dust? So I know just off the top of my head, if I think about what's in my classroom now, even though I've pared back drastically, I still have things in my classroom that I haven't touched. And it has been a really weird school year, so I get that there's a lot of things that I haven't brought out because of COVID, but I know there's things in there that I have for some strange reason and I'm not going to use again. When I'm thinking about decluttering my classroom, I really want to think about why I have it. And If I have it with a very specific purpose and I'm going to use it for that purpose, then you know what? It is okay to keep it. So that's the first thing we want to think about. Just like when we're decluttering our home closet, do I wear this? Will I use it? Does it have a purpose? We want to kind of think of those things in terms of our classroom. If it does have a purpose and you know you're going to use it, then go ahead and hold on to it. But if you don't, then maybe it's time to go stick it in the teacher's lounge so another teacher can find it and enjoy it and use it. The other thing is when we're shopping, I know I'm very guilty of this, I tend to find things all the time in like the dollar spots or the dollar store where I'm like, wow, that would be really cool. Let me get a bunch of them because, you know, I have to have a class set of these whatever random object they are. And then I tend not to even use them or pass them out and they get shoved in a cabinet or I even find it in the Dollar Tree bag (laughs) months later. 
You guys ever do that? (laughs) Where you open up the bag and it's still sitting in there. You've never even used it. So when I shop now, I really try to have a purpose of, do I really need it? Do I want to spend the money on it? Because let's face it, guys, we don't get paid a whole lot. And I don't know about you, but my district is spending less and less funds now to provide the supplies that we need for teaching. And parents are providing less and less supplies that we need for teaching. So I don't really need to be spending the extras because I'm already buying the pencils and the notebooks and the glues and the scissors and all that stuff that I feel is really important on a daily basis in the classroom. I don't necessarily need to be spending it on a lot of what I call like miscellaneous fluff that's cute and maybe it's kind of useful, but it's super not necessary. Okay, so the next point I have is that when we own too many teacher things, we might not even come up using any of it. So for example, I had these little jungle animal plates. And if you go to my blog, I do have an a blog post that goes along with this episode. It's called Six Reasons to Declutter and Stop Being a Teacher Hoarder. So in this article, I talk about six reasons why you want to declutter your classroom, some of which we're discussing today. And in this, I talk about these jungle plates. And they were super cute, just paper plates for a kid's birthday party or something. And I thought, okay, the ears were kind of like different sections of the plate. And then the face of the animal was another big section. And I was like, wow, these would make perfect sorting mats, right? Because they had like three different sections to them and they were really cute. And at the time I had a jungle themed classroom and I was like, I have to get these plates. Well, I think it was like three years later, I was packing up to move out of that classroom to another one. And I still had the plates shoved in the back of my cabinet. I had never even used them. So it was kind of a waste of money just to buy these jungle themed plates that went with my jungle themed classroom. And I really didn't need it. And this is in the beginning years of teaching. So money was tight back then. And it's still tight now, but it was definitely tight back then. So I really didn't need to be spending money on things like that. Which brings me to another point. When you are a new teacher, it is really hard to not compare ourselves to what we're seeing on Instagram and Pinterest of other teachers' classrooms or even within the same school building. A lot of those teachers either have the extra funds some other way to buy all the things and deck out their classrooms, or if they've been teaching for a long time like I have, they've accumulated these things slowly over time. So they didn't overnight go and buy out Ikea and have the shelving and the raised platform stage created and all this other stuff in their room. It took them time to get that way. So we always have to kind of remind ourselves, those are the things that are kind of extra. But the most important thing in the classroom is how the student is feeling and how you're running your classroom itself. That is what the student is going to remember. They're not going to remember necessarily your jungle theme, but they're going to remember the personalities in the room and how well you took care of each other and the family unit you created 
in your classroom community. Believe me, they're not going to remember, oh, every single month she broke out these different animal erasers and we had a blast with all these different centers. They might remember a little bit about the centers, but I bet you they're going to remember the friendships and more the activities and the feeling they got from those activities rather than necessarily knowing that their teacher provided all these items and things, right? So I kind of became this way when I went and taught overseas. And I talked about a a little bit on my first episode, I believe, or maybe it was my second episode where I kind of talked about my teaching journey. And in my teaching journey, I went overseas and I taught in the Middle East almost five years, just under five years. And having to only pack what belongs in a suitcase that's 50 pounds or less really challenges you to think carefully about what supplies you want to bring with you. So I only had my clothing and school supplies that would fit in my suitcase. I didn't want to pay for extra suitcases. At that time, I was also pretty broke, which seems to be a theme of this podcast episode. But anyway, so I went overseas with just a few odds and ends in my suitcase, not really knowing what I needed. And I learned how to adapt and how to find the things that I wanted that I found useful in stores while I was over there. And then when I came home, I came home with very little as well because I hadn't taken a whole lot with me. So that really kind of helps me be more intentional with my teaching now. And it also doesn't hurt that since I've moved back, I've only been in a couple different classrooms and I've moved schools. So each time I move, you tend to purge, right? So I'm pretty much streamlined at this point. I may accumulate a few more things, like my current school doesn't have a lot of math manipulatives, so I might get a few things like that. But overall, I'm quite happy with not having these overflowing stuffed closets. First of all, my room is pretty small, and I do not have the space. I had to beg, borrow, and plead, and almost steal a little wheelable closet wardrobe storage to have in my room. So space is kind of at a premium in my classroom. And what I do want to fill it with, I want to make sure it's meaningful and it's useful and that the things have a purpose because that is what's going to be most important to me. So the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that busy classrooms can be very distracting for students. So I know a lot of us have probably heard about this with autistic students and ADHD students. But even regular students can benefit from a less cluttered classroom. Because if we have every anchor chart throughout the school year posted on the walls, then students have a hard time noticing what they're supposed to focus on, right? They're just staring off at the other walls. And maybe over time, that all kind of blurs into the background and they're not really noticing things that you want them to notice. So think about that as you design your classroom for the next year. And also think about that with the current year. So while before you take down all your walls and you start packing up for the summer, yay summer, I can't wait till you get here, then start thinking about the visual clutter, right? Start thinking about 
what you can do to make it a little bit better. And some of the things are just keeping with like one or two unifying colors. So for instance, in my room, I have black and blue. Blue is my favorite, and then I use black accents. So all their desk bins are black. The borders, um, not the borders, but the paper on the bulletin boards are black, and that really helps stand the, the posters that are put on them, and it makes them stand out. And then I just keep what I put on the walls um, pretty low-key. So think about that. Think about how your students might be reacting to having a lot of things happening in the room. And it also kind of saves you time on setting up your room for later. You can still do cute, but maybe just scale back a little. Do we really need things hanging from the ceiling? Do we need, um, I don't know, banners and things going across the room? What do we really need in the classroom? Of course, we want to make it homey. We want students to feel good while we're in there, but we also don't want them to like not know what they're going to be looking at when they're in the room. If you think of good designers, and if you watch any like HGTV shows like I love, then you'll notice that a lot of those homes have a theme of being uncluttered and minimal because the designers want your eyes to focus on certain pieces in the room, certain key pieces, right? So we want to think of that in terms of our classroom as well. So the last way um, to declutter your classroom is just think about novelty. There's always these teaching fads that come and go. I think right now it's the pop-it craze. <laughs> and, you know, even I get kind of sucked in by those. You know, the funny erasers where there's a bajillion mini erasers that go with things. The poppets. And just think to yourself, like, do I have a use for this? Am I going to use it? If you are, then great. Get it. Use it. Be happy with it. But if you know you're probably only going to use it that year and then you're going to be done with it, then maybe you don't want it. I really try to be mindful of how much money I'm putting into my classroom, and I want it to be something that I can use for a couple of years. So hopefully that gives you some ideas listening to this episode today. And I want to hear from you. How are you planning to declutter your classroom? What are some tips that you might have for some of our other listeners? And if you want to share, go ahead and put it in an Apple review for iTunes, or you can even shoot me an email on the podcast episode page, which is in the show notes, and we can happily read those comments and get some great tips from you as well. So thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to come again next Wednesday for another episode. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on sharedteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Teaching journal. Journey. <laughs> um.